Hey everybody, welcome to the Luke Randall podcast. Today I've got a very special guest all the way from Bulgaria. Eva, you are actually not in Bulgaria at the moment, are you? Yeah, actually right, right now I am in Tyrol. That's in Austria, in the Alps, high in the mountains, by a gletscher called Hintertux. Wow, that's amazing. So you've, you're working over there right now, and you told me that there's just a ton of snow there right now. Is that right? Um, right this moment, for the last week, we got 60 centimeters of snow, and actually just started snowing outside, and we're waiting to, to get more. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, that's way more snow than I've got here in St. George, Utah. I, I, I can do without that. I, I hope that you're safe out there. So <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's it's good to, to say so because they actually warn us that there may be avalanches coming. Oh, and no. And there are possibilities that the road can be closed for a couple of days because of that. <laughs> yeah, I'll be sending that your way. I, I will be sending some Kismet your way. We can talk about that in a minute. So I spent a few years in Bulgaria uh, back in 2010 and 2011 and learned so much about this awesome culture. Uh, Eva, you are Bulgarian and Bulgarians are very beautiful people. Eva is very beautiful. She's very awesome. She's very elegant and polite. And this is what I found about Bulgarian people. They're just Awesome. The ones that I've met. The cool ones. You're too so. kind. <laughs> You're too kind. So what I wanted to do today was just take a few minutes to talk about what it's like growing up in Bulgaria during the time that you grew up there, being a millennial. Um, now, were you born in 1988 or 89? I'm trying to remember. Thank you. You make me feel younger. Actually, it's um, 87. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay, so you're, you're my brother's age then. So yeah, you were absolutely. born before communism ended in Bulgaria. Is that right? Yeah, actually, it ended just a couple of years after I got born. Oh, so do you have any faint memories or have your parents told you anything about that particular time? Was there a lot of unrest or what, do you not really remember much about that? Just small things. Uh, that really doesn't matter, but my parents have told me many stories um, that I remember. Like, for example, probably you will find this very confusing, but Christmas was for forbidden in Bulgaria. Um, it was forbidden for people to go to church as well. And for many years, uh, actually, they changed celebrating Christmas and they start giving gifts to each other um, for New Year's. They changed the name of Santa Claus. Actually, it's Saint uh, Diado Koleda, mm -hmm. which means Grandpa Christmas. Grandpa Christmas. They changed, yeah, they changed the name of Grandpa Christmas into Diado Mraz, which means oh. uh, Gram, Grandpa, Grandpa Frost. Frost. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> because they were not allowed to use the name of Christmas at all. To be honest, I remember my Christmas always being on the 25th and always getting my Christmas presents on 25th when actually it's it is Christmas but thanks to my parents I know it was different before and we're blessed to be not uh, a communist country anymore you you have a brother uh Kiko who is awesome and also yeah. he and, he and I used to play guitars together back in the day um yeah. and I wanted to send postrovi to him send my greetings what is that like? I, I understand that the Bulgarian family is much smaller than than American families uh, in general. I mean, if you come from Utah, like where I am, I come from a family of eight kids. But two kids, that's quite a handful for a Bulgarian couple, is it not? 
Yeah, actually, to be honest, before it was not like that. Uh, I guess Bulgaria used to be a very well-developed country. But I know that um, many years ago, Bulgaria was actually one of the main European producer of um, wine, mm -hmm. uh, wheat, um, sunflower oil, and many other resources. Uh, and because of that, wood as well. And because of that, we were one very wealthy country. Um, we had big ports in Burgas, where I'm born, Varna. These were big ports where many ships have come uh, and had imported and exported many goods. With the time, everything changes. And by this time, when we were a wealthy country, uh, my grandparents, for example, one of my grandmas, she comes from a family where there are 12 children. My other grandma, she come from a family where there are 18 children. And because they had so many kids, she was given, given for adoption. Uh-huh. Because there's so many uh, families that were not able to have kids. Mm -hmm. And those that had so many kids uh, actually have given their kids for adoption. But they were still having the connection with their real parents. Wow. So before, many years ago, actually Bulgaria used to have, I could say, much more and bigger families than they are now in Utah. I had no idea. Yes, and um, I know that because I was doing my um, my family tree or my uh, genealogy. genealogy. Uh -huh. Yes, thank you, my <laughs> genealogy, and I figured out generations after uh, we're getting less and less kids. I guess so. My grandma comes from a twelve uh, from a from a family where there are twelve kids, and then she actually is having only two kids. Oh wow! Because actually it gets harder and hard. It, it was getting harder and harder to have more kids because you're not able to have a well-paid job. You are mm -hmm. not sure. And that was actually the commonest time, I think, because you go in the store and you, can, you couldn't buy any fruits, bananas and oranges, for example. And that's, that are things that my mother have told me and my father. In order to buy bananas or oranges, you need to wait in a line Mm -hmm. in um, special stores, special governmental shops. And in order to get those um, goods, you need to pay coupons that you earn according to your job. And basically not everyone were able to get fruits at this time, fruits that are not grown in your country. Mm -hmm. And I remember my dad uh, also saying that... Um, he wanted to buy a car and in order to buy a car, you are signed in a list and you have to wait for your, your time to come to get a car. You can not just go in the shop and buy yourself a car. Wow. Yes. So you wait until um, your time comes. Yes. Yeah, it was a difficult, difficult time. That's why they used to have less kids ever now and then. Uh-huh. It haven't been better. Even though I know families with five kids now, but there are just a few. That makes sense. Thank you for shedding some light on that. I, I wanted to talk to you for a minute about what it's like going to first elementary school. Um, do they have something like a kindergarten or a, or a preschool in Bulgaria? When, when did you start going to school? Actually, I was blessed because my father was a, huh. was a sailor <laughs> and um, he was traveling and he was actually, um, he had a really good loan mm -hmm. 
Did I no loan? Yeah, sorry, I'm mixing German and English right now. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> loan is the word for salary in German. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So he was uh, he he was very well paid. So my mom was able to be at home and take care of us until we go to first grade. So that's unusual but, that that both that one parent can stay home and the other yes. one. Okay, so that's kind of rare. Yeah, by the time when I was born, me and my brother, who is two years two years younger, he's your your age. Mm -hmm. um, by this time, um, actually, everyone who was sailing on a ship, especially those who were transporting um, petrol, they were actually very well paid, and okay. because that, they were considered one of the wealthiest, not of the wealthiest, but the well-paid um, job in Bulgaria mm -hmm. but unfortunately it was for a short time for my father because he was doing a job that um, with the times computers start doing mm -hmm. so instead of uh, getting a better education and continuing uh, sailing he decided to stay in Bulgaria start a small business and to go on by himself and stay in Bulgaria which I find cool because this way he was able to stay more with his family. I remember him being gone for one year because mm -hmm. he was trying to save money to buy the house where we used to live when I was a kid. Thanks to my dad, we have never uh, been lichen. You've never been uh, in poverty? And yes, uh, so I've never been to a kindergarten, but there are actually two kinds of kindergartens. One is called um, Yasla, which is a place where kids uh, at age of three mm -hmm. or two and a half can go. And they don't study there anything. They just go and they're, they're being taken care of. They're feeding them. They sleep there. They play with kids. They actually have the opportunity to um, socialize there. Uh, and of course, they're learning some songs, some basic things, you know, kids of this age that must know. Then uh, the age of five, between seven, they go to kindergarten or Detska mm Gradina. -hmm. Uh, and uh, there they are taught to, you know, just know the numbers, you know, know the letters, but not basically to read. And they teach them some, um, I remember going to a pre, it's, it's actually a preschool. It's not a kindergarten, it's a preschool. We uh, go to preschool and we spend uh, half a day there. And oh, okay. I remember, yes, I remember how I got my first English words from my preschool classes. Cat, dog, it's raining cats and dogs. Those <laughs> yeah, I remember those were one of my first words I learned in English. And then we go to school at the age of seven. First grade is age of seven. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's first grade until seventh grade. And then we do an, a test or an exam at age of seven. Um, I don't know how you call it in English. There's something called matura in Bulgarian. Mm-hmm. And actually, you it's it's like a big exam, and then depending on your score, you can apply in different schools. And I actually went to a gymnasium. I think that's a the high name. school. A high school, okay. Mm -hmm. I went to a gymnasium uh, that where uh, I studied English and Russian. It's a language school. It's a language high school. 
And I have to say, you are very talented with languages. So you are amazing. You speak perfect Russian. Your English is fantastic. I'm sure you've got German down too. So there isn't a language that you can't learn, Eva. I'm sure that everyone can learn a language. It just depends on his attitude. I aim to learn and to speak fluent with people because it's important. I love to travel. That's why I, I learn languages so easy. And I'm sure that anyone who wants to learn, just like you, you learn Bulgarian. And to be honest, you're one of the Americans I know that have been in Bulgaria for so long and mm -hmm. uh, have learned Bulgarian. And you still speak the language after how many years it's been? I have been home from Bulgaria for seven, seven and a half years. <laughs> So and I still just, try to speak it, and I, I think we should do a podcast in Bulgarian next time. I think we should try that, and that yeah. way I can test my skills <laughs> and see where yeah, I'm, I'm at. Impressed. I'm impressed because I can have a, a, a conversation with you in Bulgarian without a problem. And if there's a word you don't understand, I can just explain it. I can put it in other words in Bulgarian, and you'll be able to understand it. And that's, that's what it's important, because... I'm actually studying German right now. I've been in Austria for uh, a year mm -hmm. and I, I learned the language here talking to people. And basically, I know that in a conversation, you can never know all the words. It's the same in Bulgarian. I am Bulgarian, but still there are people that speak a dialect and I'm not able to understand. But as long as you are able to explain what you think with other words, that's what you need. That's enough. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah. after high school, after high school, did you decide to go on to Universitet? Did you go to a university anywhere or did you have that option? Yeah, unfortunately, I guess it's the same everywhere in the world. After you graduate high school, you know, they just think you're um, a smarter person if you go direct into um, university and you graduate. Uh, the pressure it's not, no, it's not a pressure. It's just, um, is it like an expectation for some yes, people? Yes. You don't want to disappoint people and you just go directly into university after doing this. I don't think it's the best thing a person can do because I did graduate it. I, I got a diploma. I have a bachelor degree, mm -hmm. but, uh, first, I don't remember most of the things I, I learned. Mm -hmm. And second, I just went to, uh, any college that accepted me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was not that a good student, to be honest, because I don't think our system is the best education mm -hmm. system. It was funny because I failed. Uh, I, I did an English test in three different universities. I actually got the lowers, the lower um, grade. Mm -hmm. In two of them, I think an A is the best in England, in America, right? Uh-huh, yeah, and so then it'd be a B. I got a B in, mm -hmm. the, in, a, in an, another university, and then I, I got two Ds in two others. Oh, I see, yeah. <laughs> yes, and it doesn't make sense for me because, you know, I... I it's the same amount of English and knowledge that I have, but I was yeah. just... School works for certain people in certain ways, but um, talking about the university and, and the education situation in Bulgaria reminds me um, that I wanted to talk about the current work situation in Bulgaria. Um, a lot of people understand that there's a mass migration of people leaving Bulgaria to go find work 
outside of Bulgaria, and and that's what you've done. You found some some decent work in Austria. Can you tell me and my listeners a little bit more about that situation in Bulgaria, where young people are looking for work and it's difficult to find? Uh, to be honest, I really didn't want to leave Bulgaria. I wanted to stay there. I put all of my trust that when someone is capable of something, he can just make it and mm-hmm. if he can earn enough. I come from a city that's on the Black Sea and we have big summer resorts there. Mm-hmm. And I'm used to working every summer and to be earning very good, um, good money there. But the problem is that our summer season is just uh, a few months and during the winter we're not able to work. So mm-hmm. I was forced to go to our capital, Sofia, to find a full-time job during the whole year. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I found my job and I got a promising salary uh, that was that actually depended on my um, performance. Mm-hmm. But it just happened that uh, the promised money never, never actually get into my um, bank account and I was receiving less than I was promised. And I was living in, a, in our capital and I was paying rent, I was paying for food, and basically all the money that I earned were enough to pay my bills, mm-hmm. to buy food, and occasionally once a month to go to a cinema, go to a restaurant, and that's it. Once or two times a month. Mm-hmm. And you feel miserable when you want to go somewhere sometimes and you know that you have to save money. And basically that forced you to just make other decisions and when you know people that have been abroad and been earning much better and uh, they're inviting you to go and join them it's so much easy Um, I'm sure there are many Bulgarians that they stay in Bulgaria because they don't have the opportunity they don't have the friends to recommend them and they don't have um, we call it the back they don't have they don't have your back Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I was lucky because I have friends that came here before me they sold they tried and they recommended us this place and um, it was really easy because here they're looking for people like us we want to work we want to work we're not lazy but uh, we want to be well paid as well we don't want to work for coins as we call it in Bulgaria. yeah absolutely you're worth you're worth much more than that and that's a tough situation because bulgaria is such a beautiful country and i know and me included i'd love to be there more than us (laughs) so i I understand that (laughs) but um yeah that's a tough situation i i know that you are very proactive and you've always been very motivated to work hard and to make a good life for yourself and so i i appreciate you sharing that with us about the difficulties that that you face but here you are you're making it happen so I, i'm just saying i'm proud of you eva <laughs> thank you luke oh you always make me smile <laughs> you spent uh was it six months in the usa yeah actually i came for a month and i spent six <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's a story yeah yeah no you were there for six months and and You've, so you've spent a good amount of time in both the USA and Bulgaria, and I feel like a large portion of my listeners are going to be in the United States. Um, can you tell us some of the differences about the culture of southern Utah, the area that you were in, as compared to Bulgaria? 
Um, you talked about how in St. George, and this is the way with a lot of the Western United States and probably a lot of all of the USA, people drive everywhere. Everything is so spread out that you have to have a car and you almost have to drive everywhere you go. Whereas in Bulgaria, you can walk down Glavnita Ulitsa, the main street, you can enjoy all the people around and it's just fun. I love seeing people walking around. I miss that here because if you're walking around in St. George, you're either homeless or you're creepy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I remember once walking from uh, Bloomington in in um, in St. George to LDS Temple at the center. Yes, I remember that took me that walk took me uh, an hour and 15 minutes, I think. And everyone actually were thinking I'm crazy. And actually, I was the only one walking on the street. It's true. Hey, I uh, love to walk. I, I, I don't like that about American culture that if you're walking at least in Southern Utah, something's wrong. You know, I, that's totally yeah. not the case. So I miss that every day about Bulgaria. But are there other things as far as the culture or obviously the food's a little different? Um, I think you mentioned like there's so much fast food in America. That's not the oh, case. Definitely. In yes, yeah. definitely. Well, we do have McDonald's. We do have KFC, all the big brands. Uh, you have in the stage definitely, but um, we don't have Taco Bell. We don't have we don't have first of all so much Mexican food, which I really miss to be honest. I start eating much more guacamole after coming back <laughs> to the US. But oh, um, actually, the best guacamole I ate it was in Saint George, to be honest. But I was impressed, and uh, there's so many things that impressed me in America. Um, I remember once driving with some friends in the car, and I saw a garage sale. Uh, and I actually reacted so funny because I said, wow, is that a garage sale? I've never seen one. I've seen only movies. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, was, it was a big deal for me because you have to know that in Bulgaria, we live in apartments. There are not that many houses. And in the U.S., they are, especially in St. George, that I spent so much time, everything is so wide and everyone lives in a house while we live in blocks we live in um in small boxes and it's our blocks are at least four floors and yeah there are a bunch of really square looking apartment buildings that we call blocks because yes. that's literally what they are they're just blocks yeah. <laughs> and our garage garages are mm -hmm. um either behind the buildings or under the building, or you have to park just outside. And basically, our streets, you've seen that, our streets are full with cars. Mm -hmm. While in the States, you have a good pedestrian road, just clean, just moans in front of each house, green, clean. It's so beautiful. It's so white. You see so much uh, space in front of your eyes and it's I find this amazing mm -hmm. while in Bulgaria you just walk on the streets and there are buildings all around you there are cars all around you they're just um kofas a book look it's a, a box for trash uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah garbage disposal a, a dumpster <laughs> dumpster yeah there are dumpster yeah. everywhere and it's dirty and they're oh another thing that you cannot see in America homeless dogs and cats there are plethoras of homeless dogs <laughs> and cats in bulgaria there are so many that you could just pick one up and take it home any day of the week no. 
you don't want to do that. Actually, you cannot because they're pretty aggressive sometimes. But yeah. Oh yeah. I heard back in back when I was in Sofia at the end of 2010, I heard there was a guy that got killed by a pack of dogs. In yeah, Bulgaria. and actually like, for the last six years, I think there are two more cases similar to that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> don't think that they're just. I, I don't want your listeners to think that our homeless dogs and cats are so aggressive, but most of the time they're scared of people, uh, because people just um, are not so nice to homeless animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think most Americans have a pet, and most Bulgarians don't have a pet. That's the difference. You can't stereotype a whole country based off a few people. Like I mentioned, there's very hardworking Bulgarian people. There's very lazy Bulgarian people. Just like there's very hardworking Americans and very lazy Americans. It's the case all around. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. So, Eva, I wanted to end our podcast today learning just a couple words and phrases in Bulgarian for our listeners. Um, It turns out that saying hello or hi in Bulgarian is actually quite difficult. They're not, they don't come so easily to uh, the American mouth. (laughs) Yeah. Can you tell us how to say hi and hello in Bulgarian? Hello, the more um, official form of hello, it's zdravei. Zdrave. Yeah, and that's when you when you talk to one person, when when you talk to a couple of people, or when you want to go official, you say zdravete. Zdravete. So that's yeah. like to a group of people or very formal, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when you want to say a chill high, just say strasti. Zdrasti. Both of yeah. those, if you were to spell those in English, they would be Z D R A S T I. Zdrasti. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And so that doesn't come very easily to the American tongue. You have to learn to roll your R's. Uh, it's yeah. a little bit different kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's hard. It's it's hard. Thank you for teaching us those two words. I hope that we do more podcasts and we can do these in English or Bulgarian. Um, I'm good either way, but I think that there's going to be a lot of people that would enjoy hearing more about Bulgaria. Um, I wanted to thank you for coming on to the show today and having this conversation. This has been so much fun. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for your, your invitation. It's my pleasure. And uh, do we think we'll get to see you again on the show? I would love to. Thank you. It was fun. I I know there's going to be people interested, so let's do this. So, uh, how do we say how do we say goodbye in Bulgarian? Is there is there a certain preferred way? I think there's a couple good ways to say it. What do you prefer? Well, the easiest one is the Italian one. I don't know why we use it. To be honest, <laughs> I have no idea. It's actually uh, it, it, it's so funny uh, because the. Another word that we use a lot to say thank you, it's also a foreign word. It's a French word. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use those a lot, but they are actually not Bulgarian words. They're easily transferable. So if you've been to France or if you've been to Italy, just know that these two phrases, you can say merci to yes. say thank you. And you can say ciao, ciao to say goodbye or just ciao. Um, That's the easy way to remember. And then a more official way would be dovizdene. Is that right? Bravo, look. I want to hear you say it, though. You say it better than me. (laughs) Okay, so goodbye is uh, dovizdene. Yes, much better when you say it. (laughs) Thank you. And uh, a thank you, actually, in Bulgarian uh, is blagodaria. 
See, all their easy words in English are very difficult in Bulgarian. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. You're yeah, perfect. that one took me a lot of practice. It took me two years <laughs> living in Bulgaria to figure that out. So, <laughs> hey, listeners, thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe uh, to my channel. Be sure to check out this show on iTunes and YouTube. You can access it there. Leave us a five-star review. We'd love to have you join us next time. Eva, thank you again for joining us today. It was my pleasure. Thank you for everything. All right, we'll see you guys next time.